Gospel according to Saint Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. When the time arrived for Elizabeth to have her child, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown his great mercy toward her, and so they rejoiced with her. When they came on the eighth day to circumcise the child, they were going to call him Zechariah after his father. But his mother said in reply, No, he will be called John. But they answered her, There is no one amongst your relatives who has this name. So they made signs, asking his father what he wished him to be called. Now he asked for a tablet, and he wrote, John is his name, and all were amazed. Now immediately his mouth was opened, and his tongue freed, and he spoke, blessing God. Then fear came upon all their neighbors, and all these matters were discussed throughout the hill country of Judea. And all who heard these things took them to heart, saying, what then will this child be? For surely the hand of the Lord was with him. The child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was found in the desert until the day of his manifestation to Israel. Por aquellos días, Le llegó a Isabel la hora de dar a luz y tuvo un hijo. Cuando sus vecinos y parientes se entendieron de que el Señor le había manifestado tan grande misericordia, se recusaron con ella. A los ocho días fueron a circundar al niño y le quieren poner Zacarías como su padre. Pero la madre se opuso diciéndoles, No, su nombre será Juan. Ellos le decían, Pero si ninguno de tus parientes se llama así. Entonces le preguntaron por tus señas el padre cómo quería que se llamara el niño. Él pidió, Untavia y escribió, Juan es su nombre. Todos se quedaron extrañados. En ese momento a Zacarías se le soltó la lengua, recobró el habla y empezó a bendecir a Dios. Un sentimiento de temor se apoderó de los vecinos y en toda la región Montañosa de Judea, se comentaba ese suceso. Cuantos se enteraban de ellos, se preguntaban impresionados, ¿qué va a hacer de este niño? Eso le decían porque realmente la mano de Dios estaba con él. El niño 
se iba desarrollando físicamente su espíritu se iba fortaleciendo y vivió en el desierto hasta el día en que se dio a conocer al pueblo de Israel. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Have a seat. Nuestros dioses es un dios de las sorpresas para desalentarse en elegir a las personas meros uh, idoneas para lograr las cosas más maravillosas. No hace que Samuel unja a los hijos más grandes o más fuertes de Jesse, sino a David, el más pequeño de la camada. Tampoco quiere que los judíos se salvan de exilio por su piedad o valencia, sino más bien a través de la palabra de un rey pagano. Y cuando él, el único hombre en toda la historia capaz de elegir a sus padres, la hora y el lugar de su nacimiento, no elige en palacio de un gran rey, sino un granero prestando y más improbable de las parejas. Dios sorprendió entonces, y no sorprende incluso ahora, y especialmente cuando se trata de los niños. Ours is a God of surprises. He seems to delight in choosing the least likely people to accomplish the most marvelous things. He didn't tell Samuel to anoint the strongest or the biggest sons of Jesse, but David, the runt of the litter. He didn't choose one of his own to bring his people back from exile. He didn't choose their own piety or their courage to show how they could be saved. Instead, the whim of a pagan king. And in the fullness of time, the one and only person in all of human history who was able to choose his parents, the place and the time of his birth, did not choose to be born the son of a king in a palace. Instead, he chose a borrowed barn and a couple so poor they couldn't pay for the inn. God surprised us back then, and he surprises us still. And he does so, especially on a day like today, with babies. With babies. So Gabe and Catherine have, have chosen to marry on the feast of the birthday of John the Baptist. And this is very, very significant, not only because for all of your lifetime now you have a patron saint just for your marriage, and a powerful one at that, but because John's birth really marks the beginning of something totally new. He's like the trailer before the movie, the main event, of course, being Christ himself. It's the reason the church so wisely places his feast day here in midsummer, attached to the solstice. He must, I must decrease so that he may increase. Well, today, John tells us by his birth, we all got to get littler. 
littler, littler. Not so that we can get lost in each other, even if we really like the other person we're getting lost in, but so that we can get lost in him. It's the reason we situate weddings in the context of the Mass. It's easy enough to fall in love gazing in the eyes of the other, but it takes work, effort, and most importantly, grace to be able to fall in love together looking at him. The current Holy Father, Pope Francis, is real fond of this word synodality. It means literally walking together. Well, the first and best way to start walking together is to start facing the same direction. And that is not only metaphorical. We bond not only by facing one another, but by working together. Guys, when is it easier to talk to your buddies? Over the table or while working on the car? Now, you two start a new work together, a new project. It's not that you hadn't already got started a little bit, but, but, but today something genuinely new begins. This isn't just ours or the church's or even God's validation of something you've already done. This is God doing something new in you. This isn't the union the two of you have created. The best that you can do is protect and sustain it. But God has to be the author of this just as surely as he was first the author of both of you. Just as surely as he was the author of John the Baptist. Now, I'm going to do a very daring thing. I know it's gutsy to talk history in the face of such eminent historians, but but it is my understanding, at least, uh, from a much more cursory layman's uh, reading of history, that birthdays, the way we know them now, were more or less unknown in the ancient world. Important people kept the day of their birth, kings and emperors, but ordinary people like you and me wouldn't have had birthdays. The church didn't initially celebrate birthdays apart from that of Christ. And even today, the only calendar birthdays we keep are this, Jesus and Mary, because of the integrity of their their role in salvation. But the birthdays which were kept, the anniversaries that were kept, the anniversario that was kept, was on the death. The death of the Christian, which is why saints' days typically are still attached to the day of their death. And what happened over time, again, from my very layman's understanding of, of, of calendrical history here, is that, is that over time, as people came to see that, that death day as marking the end of a life, so they would see these anniversaries as marking sort of quasi-persons. And it started not with weddings, but with orders. You'd keep the anniversary of the bishop's consecration because that was the start of a new life for the local church. And over time, over time, we came to see that marriages did something of the same. So today's date is significant, not just because your anniversary coincides with an important saint's feast day, but because something new is born today. Something as real, even as little Sebastian. Something as palpable and tangible as another person. 
It is that person constituted not of Catherine or of Gabriel alone, but of the two of you as a unit, inextricably bound, tied up forever for your salvation, the salvation of your children, and ultimately the salvation of the world. John recognized this even in the womb, which is why he leaps for joy, just like David did before the ark. He recognized the presence of God. Now, no prophet here, but I don't think I'm wrong in saying that at some point later tonight, somebody might be moving to music or something. We recognize the presence of God now and forever in these two as a unit, as a body. And if we can do that, if we can continue to see him present in them, transformed by the sacrament of matrimony and the power of the nuptial sacrifice, well then, gang, you can't help but be transformed yourselves.